Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Edmund Rustrian, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Thank you to all of you who week after week tune in to Permission to Think. My desire is to push our thinking, encourage you, and remind you that there's always hope regardless how bad things get. I hope this podcast has blessed you and added value to your life. As I ponder this week on the great things we are doing, I want to reiterate the passion and desire I have to serve you, to provide a different perspective, to raise questions that make us think, and give you some tools to help you in your journey of life. Our time together is about family, faith, and life. The many challenges, setbacks, and shortcomings that move us to think beyond our immediate circumstance and seek to answer the question, why? Why do I do what I do? Why do you do what you do? When we identify our why, our how will appear in ways of others helping us in our journey to get to where we need to get. I made a commitment to learn, grow, and seek ways to help you discover the possibility of your next. I believe we can have strong and healthy families. I believe we can raise our voices as fathers, mothers, families, and let the world know we're here, engaged and present. I believed in the impact we can individually make in our families, so collectively we can impact our communities, neighborhoods, schools, government, and institutions. That's my commitment to you. It's my commitment to God, to Christ. I value you and I pray for you every day that God may give me the words to share with you so you can stand strong in your faith, for your family, and in your life. And now, let's give ourselves permission to think. Today, we're in part three of our series, Parenting for Today. And the questions I want to ask are, one, what was your main reasoning for having children? Two, what did you think having children was going to do for you? Three, what have you learned about yourself as a person and as a parent? Four, What is your overall desire for your children? Five, what is your overall plan for your children as adults? Six, where are you in your parenting journey? And seven, does God play an important role in your parenting? I know these questions are open-ended questions and there are no specific clear answers to any of these questions. However, these questions are intended for us to think and reflect on where we are in our parenting journey. Do you have a clear objective on why you are raising children and for what? I ask myself these questions over and over again, uh, particularly this week as I ponder a lot on the question as to why I do what I do and what I'm doing it. Um, so I, I made this connection also to uh, parenting, right? Do you have a clear objective on why you are raising children and for what? In this case, your what question is just as important as your why question. I find that many parents are just trying to figure out how to get through the day and not focus on the why and what. Some parents are trying to keep food on the table and a roof over their, over their children's head. Some parents run around taking the children from one activity to another. 
It never ends. They go from soccer to ballet. They'll go to piano lessons, guitar lessons. Uh, a lot of times parents just have them in every possible activity they can imagine. They never have any time left for themselves or their spouses. Parents have an incredible amount of responsibility of providing shelter and food, a safe community to live, a good school district for their children, saving college funds so the children can attend college and not have any college debt. They provide every material want their children ask for and work long hours to feel validated and to justify the want factor. All of these things are wonderful and they are important. And it's responsible as parents that we do a lot of these things to give our children opportunities to succeed, to set them up for a bright future, to get them into the right schools. But it still doesn't answer the questions why or what. Here's another caveat. I've heard parents say, I gave my children everything they ever wanted. I worked so hard so they wouldn't have to. And look how they pay us. This statement I've actually heard parents make. And it breaks my heart because I think that giving children everything that they want is not an answer. And quite often when I hear parents say, I want to give my children what I didn't have, it usually translates to some sort of materialism or activities or programs that they themselves felt that they didn't have. And, and that comes from a very good place. I really do believe that it comes from a very good place to give our children what we perceive that we didn't have. Maybe for me, since I love music and I love uh, literature and art, for me, those things are very, very important. But I didn't have a lot of that growing up. I came to that later on in my life. So I value that. Let me give you this this quick story. Um, when I was a little kid, I think I must have been like in first grade. Uh, I was born in Guatemala. And I remember that I drew uh, a picture. And there was a little contest of, of drawing. And so I drew this picture that to me, it was a beautiful picture. I It was the best picture that in my imagination, in my opinion, I could have ever done. And so uh, they took all these pictures and they put them in, in, in some type of museum or display in, in, in the city where I lived in, in, in Guatemala. And I didn't have my father uh, in my life, so there was no father figure to celebrate me or to even take me to this place. My mother uh, was living in the United States, so I, I was not living with my mother either. Uh, my grandmother was around, but she, she struggled in many ways to try to keep the family together. I was her first grand, grandchild, so... But I had an uncle that was available to take me to this museum to where they were going to display this exhibit where they were going to explain my artwork. And so we took like two buses, we walked and we finally get to the place and found my drawing. And I was so excited. I was like so eager to show my uncle that my beautiful <laughs> artwork and I will never forget uh, the words that came out of my uncle. And he said, uh, that's your artwork? Um, this is what you brought me here for? Um, really? With such disappointment and disdain, like, you know, this is basically saying, this is garbage. And so my um, future as an, as an artist, as a visual artist, went down the garbage, went down the drain. All my hopes and dreams were destroyed in that conversation. And I laugh at it now because of what I'm going to share with you next. And so... Along come my two children and um, my oldest daughter, she is incredibly gifted in visual arts, as both of them are. 
And I remember in fifth grade, she had won an award from the state of New York and they displayed her work in, um, in this beautiful exhibition in Albany in which we drove for a few hours to family to go celebrate my daughter, right? And I get there and that very image of me showing my artwork to my uncle now I am taking my daughter to see her artwork displayed on a big screen and on the halls of this beautiful art gallery where it has her name. And I just, I felt so complete. Like I felt like God just redeemed my childhood in that way and seeing the accomplishments of my, of my daughters and my children. And so I share that story to say this, that there are many things that in life we are trying to give our children as ways that we think that they may need because we didn't have the material element. And one of the things that I focused as a parent, as a father, has always been to encourage my daughters and to be there for them, to support them in the things that really matter not in the material things, things of substance, things that are going to be part of the character and their adult life. And so those words now, when I, when I think about them and I look at my daughter, I find that it, it, it's, it's a gift from God to allow me to see what can happen when you turn your life around and allow God to do beautiful things in your children. So again, Remember, it's not about giving our children every material thing that we can conceive of what they want. Our children want us. They want a relationship with us, right? So here's your question. Why are you raising your children? What are you raising your children for? How do these statements sound to you? These statements are going to be sort of hard, so I want you to just follow my thought here, okay? Again, why are you raising your children and what are you raising your children for? So these statements, how do they sound to you? I'm raising my children to be rapists and criminals. I'm raising my children to be drug users and drug dealers. I'm raising my children to be corrupt politicians and white collar criminals. I'm raising my children to be victims and blame everyone for where they are in life. I'm raising my children to depend on the government and every possible system. I'm raising my children to be irresponsible adults and leaving unfathered children. I'm raising my children to be verbally and physically abusive to their spouses. If these statements sound harsh, then why do today's headlines sound very much like the list you just that I just shared, right? Why? Why do we have a, such a violent society? Why do we have? Why do we celebrate um, all the things that are just bad and morally wrong? Why does that get the platform? Are, are we creating children who are going to contribute and make this generation, the future ones, worse than we are today? Here are, are my examples of my why and my what for my children, right? Because my wife and I had to sit down and we really have to think about what is our role as parents in our society? What is it that we are doing in this life and what is our main goal in raising our daughters? Because if, if we don't think about these things, life gets away from us. We become so busy and active in all the things that we think are important that we neglect our most precious gift that has been given to us, our children. 
When we don't spend time with our children, our children are going to seek it somewhere else. When we don't have conversations with our children, our children are going to seek it from some other place. When we don't show them a compass, a moral compass or a relationship that they can have with God, then they're going to seek it somewhere else. I've mentioned before many times that you have to be careful who has your children's ear, who has your children's eyes. It is very important that as parents, we are involved, that we are engaged. So let me share five of my reasons of the why question. Uh, why? Because I desire for them to have an authentic relationship with Christ. Why? Because I desire for them to be responsible, functional adults. Why? Because I desire for them to live for truth, light, integrity, and godly character. Why? Because I desire for them to be good stewards of their gifts and to honor God with their lives and finances. Why? Because I desire for them to have a solid, clear identity on who they are and whose they are. These are my five whys. And when I sit down and I think about it, these are all about identity and relationship to their maker. It is my responsibility as a father, as a parent, to instill these um, th- th- these uh, paradigms, these 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 longings in our heart to have a relationship with God. This is a biblical principle that you find it in Deuteronomy. When when God is giving the law to Moses, that it is important for them to understand who they are and whose they are so that their lives may be full of blessing and prosperity. How can our children be prosperous? How can our children feel fulfilled? How can our children feel complete when they don't know who their maker is, when they don't have a relationship and they don't see their parents have a relationship with Christ? This is the linchpin of our family and what we decided, why we decided to do these things as a family. It is important for them to have an authentic relationship with Christ. It is important for us to know that our children will be responsible adults when they get older, as they, they, they go to work, as you know, they, they contribute to society. I, we, we live for them to be, and our why is because we want them to be in truth and to be the light in the midst of the darkness and to live a life of integrity. The word integrity, you, we don't hear it anymore. We've gotten used to corrupt government and leaders in our society, and we call that okay. To be good stewards, that's our why. The stewards of the gifts that they have been given and that we are just facilitators and stewardships a steward of their life and because we want them to have a clear identity in who they are and whose they are these five things are so important these are my whys and so when we parent we parent from that perspective that to understand that if i want them to have an authentic relationship with god i must be able to display an authentic relationship with Christ, not a perfect relationship. Notice the difference. An authentic relationship means that I fail, that I have my shortcomings, but that I know that I am loved by God, that I am loved by Christ, and he has forgiven and redeemed me, and each and every day I am learning, I'm growing, but do they see me pray? Do they see me read the word? Do they see how I'm treating their mother? Do they see how I deal with tough situations? What do I do when I don't know what to do? Do they see see that in me because they're going to come a time when they become adults that they're going to be met with these challenges let me give you now my five reasons for my what 
What am I raising them for? I'm raising our children to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, give to drink to the thirsty. Um, we're raising the white to emphasize, to empathize with others, to speak and advocate for the fatherless, to live as a true representative of God's unfailing love, to live in the abundance of humility and servanthood. This is what, this is the what question that, that I, I wanted to just raise, okay? The why, and now this is the what, is that they have a responsibility as children of God to serve the community, to serve their neighbors, to love their neighbors, to be able to be advocates for the love of God through what? Through caregiving, through looking out for others, to understanding the suffering and the illness that others may go to, to have a heart that breaks for the ones that are broken, the ones who are in need, to see a need and feel the deep desire to fill that need. We are the hands and the feet of God in this earth to do good to others, to do good so that the world can become a better place for the next generation. It is important for us to understand this principle that as we are giving our children all the things that we perceive that they need or they want at times, that the most precious desire for us is our why. Our why for them to have a personal relationship with God and with Christ. For what? To serve others in this world. To love the neighbor. To love the, the, the fatherless. To love the widow. To provide for the elderly. To care for the children. We are here in this world for a reason and a purpose and the longer we delay that acknowledgement and we push and we move towards that purpose for what God has called us to my purpose and my wife's purpose as parents today is to raise our girls to have a true relationship with Christ and to know their identity so they can then serve their community in their jobs in their institutions in, in their workplace when they become adults and that they can continue when they have children that they have received some sort of pattern from us that they have seen what it means to be godly parents not perfect parents but godly parents always seeking God's hand always seeking God's character and provision and that we can know that in all things we can trust God in our lives parenting for today is about having courageous conversations about your parenting style Remember what we spoke in the first episode. Are you an authoritarian parent? Are you an authoritative parent? Are you a permissive parent? Are you a neglectful parent? Part two was about, do you know your ducklings? Do you know all your children? Do you know their triggers? Do you know their temperament and their personalities? Do you have credibility with your children? Or do you do they constantly catch you lying or switching the truth or expanding or elaborating or, or just justifying as to your behavior why you want to do something do you empathize with your children do you know why and for what you're raising your children parenting is a 24 7 365 day job and it's for the rest of your life you never stop worrying, being concerned about your children. You never stop being concerned for their well-being. You want to make sure they succeed and thrive in life. You want to make sure they find a great spouse. You want to make sure nothing bad ever happens to them. As wonderful and meaningful all these sentiments are, it's not always the case. 
our children because they are human. They are going to make mistakes. They are going to have poor judgment calls. They are at times going to be influenced by others who may not have the same life compass you have tried to impart in them. They are going to fall. They are going to fail. They are going to be confused and worried and full of fear is in those moments where our children are not going to look for a judge in us. They are going to look for someone who is going to be there and listen and help them find their way home. I cannot emphasize this enough. It is important that our children know that we are in relationship with them. And in a relationship, we acknowledge the flaw of humanity. We are flawed. I make mistakes each and every day. And at times, I have to ask my own children for forgiveness. I have to ask my wife for forgiveness. I have to ask people who sometimes uh, abruptly, I may say something or do something that is out of character. But part of being a, a, a model of that is that I must acknowledge who I am as a person who I am as a parent and constantly be able to show a growth mindset in my relationship with my children and my relationship with God. And this is the reason, again, it's creating good habits, it's creating good opportunities for our family to grow. This is a priority in my home, right? This is why we pray together to give our children a roadmap to find their way home. This is why we read the scriptures so they can read and learn of God's forgiveness and unfailing love. This is why we have dinner at the table so we can engage in philosophical, intellectual, spiritual conversations about life. As a parent, you have a great challenge ahead of you, but you're not alone. You have a community of believers, of imperfect people who are eager and willing to help you in your journey. You'll be surprised. When you ask someone for help or you ask people for help, people will show up. In the midst of the chaos that we see in life, we can see in our present generation the worst of humanity, but we can also see the best of humanity. And I truly believe that when we are in a dire need and we need help, people will show up to help us. The problem is that many of us are prideful. Many times we don't seek help because we may appear weak to others. We want to give the impression that we have it all together and that we have all the answers. And yet we are not humble enough to say in this particular area, I need some mentoring. I need some parenting help. I need some financial help. I need to figure something out. And so... It is important for you to understand that in your journey of life, you're going to need people to help you. Don't be afraid or doubtful or fearful to ask those who are thriving in areas where you need support to help you. No one ever gets to anywhere they want to be in life by themselves and on their own. We all need help to pray for you to cry with you and to remind you of God's love for you and your family God is a generation of God what you do as a mother or father matters it matters greatly to your children and God's blessings over your next generation starts with you let me say that again God's blessing over your children begins with you okay please meditate on that 
please give yourself permission to think about that. What you do as a father right now in this generation where your children will mark your children and your children's children. It is important that you make a definitive decision as to the direction and the paradigm that you're going to live your life. It's going to mark your children on how they're going to become and conduct themselves as adults. If I go back and and read again, uh, the reasons of why we have in our generation criminals and all these types of negative behaviors that we see and undesirable behaviors in our generation. I really believe that these children who became adults are just reflecting the mere matter of the heart of their parents or their society. And you might be the exception. There might be an exception. To, and, and I heard this story before where someone shared with me, you know, I came from a really solid home. My parents were well-grounded. They gave me a great education. Uh, they, they taught me the values of life. And I just got connected with the wrong people at the wrong time, ended up in jail, made some wrong decisions, and I just messed up my life. Maybe that's you. But the truth of the matter is that if you're having that conversation with yourself and you're reflecting on those very things, it means that there is a conscious, there's an awareness that somewhere down the road you veered off. And God is perhaps providing this opportunity to rethink your life and allow him to come into your life and to rebuild your life to what he desires for you. As, as it says that God's plans for us is what? To bless us, to prosper us, not to hurt us, not to harm us. And yet we veer off the path because we are too prideful to come and say, I want to do it my way, not your way. There is is a current need in our generation of our children today and society today to bring back into shift into alignment our conscious and our spiritual because we are spiritually bankrupt in the bible there is a great story the story of joshua who god called to be moses successor after if you know the story well after they enter the promised land and God uh, leads them to fight and win the battles before them, they are now in full possession of the land. And these are Joshua's words to the nation of Israel. This, uh, this part of, uh, of the story is found in Joshua twenty four fifteen. Verse 15 says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We are living in perilous times. We need fathers, mothers, communities, church leaders. We need men, real men and women to be of great impact in our homes, in our communities. Our children are confused, are being indoctrinated in many ways. We need real pastors, real church leaders, real community leaders, real men, real women, real mothers and fathers to step into their God-given role and take charge of their families and let everyone know that we are present, that we are not absent, that we're not permissive or neglectful parents. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
I don't know about you or the direction that you want to go into and how you want to raise your children. But we cannot leave behind unfathered children. We cannot lose an entire generation because our desire to just leave women pregnant and abandoned to fend for themselves was in style or was promoted in some rap video, some music video or whatever MTV or whatever thing came about. We have to be responsible to be actively present in our children's lives. As an educator, I know the impact that I can have on children. And I use it to a way that I can empower children to see the greatness that is in them and the possibility that they can accomplish anything they want in their lives. I speak life into our children. I speak positive into the children. I know why I am here. I know why I was created. And I was put on this, in this generation and at this time to play a, ver, a, a very vital role into our society, to raise my voice and to say, we fathers, we matter. Mothers, great mothers, you matter. The family matters. It matters what we do now, and we're going to see, we're not just seeing it right now, but we're going to continue to see the circumstances and the results of present and absent fathers in our society. I'm asking you again to really think about your function as parents in our society. It is great to give our children all the things that we think or they want or they need, but let us not forget our why. Let us not forget for what we are preparing our children for. We can't just possibly be preparing our children just to be rich and to make money and to be disconnected from the responsibility that we have in our society. We, 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 our why must be greater to just be like, hey, I just want to give my child a great childhood, the one that I didn't have. It has to go beyond that. It has to go beyond just the trivial aspects of life. It doesn't mean that those things do not have their place. They do. But what is the one thing that you want to leave your children? Okay. You don't, what do you want your children when you pass on from this life? What do you want your children to know and to say about you? My mom was a great, powerful persistent, resilient mother. My father was relentless. My family taught me the values of hard work, integrity, commitment, truth, honor, respect, hard work, and a relationship with God. What is going to be said of you at the end of your days? What is going to be said about you from your children that would say, wow, my parents love me. They taught me that life was hard, difficult, challenging. I would have setbacks. I would suffer. I would cry. But they taught me to trust in God. They taught me to get up and not to stay down. The families in this present generation are needed to raise their voices. I'm going to leave you with our quote of the day. And it comes from best-selling Christian author, one of my favorite men, who have impact, who has impacted my life greatly. And his name is Chip Ingram. And this is what he wrote. He wrote, the more secular we become, the more society pushes our children to the margins. They are often portrayed as burdens, inconveniences, drains on finances, or hindrance to careers. In the kingdom of God, they are priceless. 
Remember, my beautiful people, never compromise integrity for comfort. Stay strong. Bye-bye.